Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the British English Podcast with your host, Charlie Baxter. Today's episode is a bite-sized one, meaning it's a shorter one, so that you can complete it in one go. This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Now, this is part three of three of a typically British weekend. It's the final part of the uh, trilogy, if you will. Now, I'm sure you've listened to every single episode of mine already, as this is the most important thing in your life, just like it is for me. But if you haven't, for some reason, then I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to Bite Size Episode 3 and then Bite Size Episode 4 before enjoying this one. And then I'll be happy to welcome you back to the final part. To recap this um, uneventful, boring British weekend, uh, let's remind you, shall we? So uh, I took a walk through London after finishing my week of work um, up near the Houses of Parliament and then I had some drinks with some friends. And then I got the overground train back home to uh, Surrey, which is about an hour southwest of London. The next day, I went into town to do some shopping. And, uh, and by town here, I'm meaning the local town. But this has made me think of a colloquial phrase that Southerners use, which is to go up to town or to be up in town. And that means London, even though it's one of the most famous capital cities in the world. It's simply known as town in this context. And I say it's a phrase for Southerners as if you were from north of London, it doesn't seem right to say to go down to town. Maybe they say going into town. However, my suspicion is that because they have plenty of big cities around them, it might not be so clear which town or city you're meaning. Whereas if you live uh, south of London, then the next big city might even be Paris. I'm just joking, just joking. We wouldn't dare bring the French into this so unnecessarily, would we? But yes, if you if you live in that neck of the woods, then you can say, I'm popping up to town. Or maybe, um, where's Jim? Oh, he's still up in town. And we all know that means London, especially if Jim is a city wanker. I mean, banker, banker, pardon the slip of the tongue. Where was I? Oh, yes. Shopping in my local town. Uh, then I popped over to see my auntie and uh, my grandmother who hadn't popped her clogs yet. Uh, then on to a friend's for some casual drinks to enjoy their free house. And then Sunday. Here we are. The day of rest. But uh, the million dollar question, of course, that I know you're dying to find out is, did I indeed do as God wanted me to. Did I go to church and spend the day with the family? Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. Come on, let's finish this bite-sized trilogy once and for all. So then the evening comes to a close. I go back home and um, the Sunday starts. And this is actually the the most pompous part of the weekend for me uh, because I'm about to play a round of golf with my dad. Yeah, that's right. A round of golf. Um, he got me into it at a young age and he's been addicted to it ever since. And to confirm it, it's a bit of an old man's game. 
for as long as I can remember, um, people have thought about it as a posh, older man's sport. Uh, but things are changing a little bit. I'm playing it in Australia and it seems like it's really common now, like lots of young people around the age of um, late 20s, 30s onwards are playing it and it's becoming more accessible and less elitist now, which um, is really nice and it makes it more enjoyable and you have a drink after and stuff. But yeah, for me and my dad, we play the round and then we go into the clubhouse and we have a pint of lager or pint of ale Um you know, to congratulate ourselves on walking around a field for four hours, hitting a small ball with sticks. And then we might watch whatever sport is on in the clubhouse, usually a football game. My dad makes the occasional comment pretending he knows what's going on in the Premier League. I don't. I'm an anomaly. Most people do know what's going on with football, but uh, I haven't the foggiest idea. I don't have a clue. We're just going to take a quick break um, from the Dear Diary, this is what I did on my weekend kind of episode. And uh, just remind you that there is a free worksheet available for you to listen along with to help better understand the expressions that I'm using in this episode. So head over to the website link in the show notes or go to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com. I also do transcripts and extended glossaries for premium or academy members. So check out that if that interests you, but certainly grab the free worksheet from the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and continue enjoying the show. Uh, Yeah, then we head home and uh, because this weekend is made up, I'm... Uh, I'm going to go for another walk. Yes, I'm going to go for a walk with a best friend from uni who lives nearby. So I drive over her way and we grab a coffee and we go for a walk along the canals. And that's a a nice option for quite a few um, locations in the UK. We have um, nice parks that have uh, some canals going through them. So thin um, man-made rivers. And you see Uh, these long canal boats going up and down them um, using the locks, which I used to always find fascinating as a kid. And I still kind of do. Whenever I see them, I'm like, oh, they're using the lock. A lock is um, a man-made sort of gate that pressurizes the water and it allows for a a canal boat to go uphill, I guess. Um, That's the reason for the change in, in water levels, I believe. So, yeah. Um, it's a really nice place to go for a walk along a canal. I highly recommend it. Grab a coffee, find a canal, and you'll um, you'll be British in no time. And I'm walking side by side with a friend from uni who is a female. Now, I am very comfortable having female friends. I am straight. I do have a girlfriend, I promise. But um, I am a brother to two sisters, and therefore I find it normal to spend time with the opposite sex. Typically, in the UK, guys spend more time with guys and and the girls spend more time with the girls. In groups, we mix and there's absolutely no gender divide at all in in that kind of situation. But if a guy and a girl spend time together one-on-one, people will jokingly suggest that they are into each other. To be into somebody, to like somebody. 
that they like each other romantically, which is definitely not always the case. You can very easily have a a friend that is the opposite sex, but I wanted to state it as I know that many of my students' cultures wouldn't even think about having a friendship with the opposite sex. Um, I even remember some of my Russian students um, and friends even felt guilty hugging me when I went to see them in Russia as Russian men are quite protective. And and even some of my Russian male students have admitted this to me. So I feel like I could say that. So they're quite protective in comparison to what I am used to. So I wouldn't say British people are particularly jealous or protective in this way. When we greet, we kiss and hug and, and spend good quality time together as a group. But yeah, if it's one-on-one, people might start to raise an eyebrow, but but nothing more than that could quite easily dismiss it. So I've had my walk and catch up with my uni friend. I go home to hear that my mum has has maybe gone over to see my grandfather. And so my dad is in charge of cooking. Um, actually, at that age, I sometimes cooked, obviously. But yeah, usually when it's just me and him, it means only one thing. And that is that we are going to the local curry house to pick up a takeaway and then watch something like James Bond, and then I'll fall asleep on the sofa. Lovely, lovely weekend. So yeah, that, that's the end of it. So I started off in London, enjoyed the nice evening, had some drinks with some friends in a bar, cocktail bar, took the train home, went shopping the next day in town, saw some extended family, went for a few drinks with some friends at somebody's house for a chilled night, came back, played some golf the next day. If I wasn't playing golf, I would either play uh, football, cricket, or maybe even go and watch some football or rugby. But yeah, my dad, he got me into uh, posher sports at a younger age. And um, as my friends would say, I'm a bit of a pussy, so I, I can't really play rugby. And I, I liked football, but I didn't, I didn't play it after the age of 16. And then I had a curry to end the night very British thing. I'd say that's a really British uh, weekend. Obviously, it depends on your age, your um, location in the country, your other demographics. But um, I'll come back soon and give you um, a typical weekend of uh, people from different locations. Maybe I'll interview people and and get them to give me their experience as well. Um, But hopefully that gives you an insight into what it's like to um to be a brit and um yeah what people get up to on the weekend obviously just my experience but um i'm sure quite a few other people would do something similar um with a few tweaks here and there remember that this episode just like every single other episode on this show comes with a free worksheet where you get to see some of the best native expressions that come up in this very episode along with definitions made for you a non-native learner. I've even designed it so that you can play the podcast episode on the same page as the free worksheet. It's super user-friendly, so head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com right now and check out the free podcast worksheets or simply click on the link that says free podcast worksheets in the show notes of this episode. I just want to say that was the that was me at the age of like 22 and um, I was I was single ish at that time um, and just starting out in the real world getting a taster of an office job up in the city but if you know me and what my life has been like in the last eight or nine years then we know it didn't continue in this fashion for long but 
That's a tale for another time. I hope you enjoyed getting an insight into what a typical weekend was like for me in my early 20s in the UK. I'll be back with a follow-up episode when the time is right to mention how um, abnormal or normal this type of weekend is for a typical Brit. What do you think? Does it sound boring? <laughs> it sounds pretty boring to me, but yeah, that's an average weekend. Can't be telling you I'm, I'm going to a festival every day because that wasn't true. Uh, let me know your thoughts. I'm available on Instagram at the British English Podcast. And of course, don't forget your free worksheet for this episode explaining some of the really useful expressions I used, which you can get by going to the podcast website called the British English Podcast.com. And if you like learning through these podcasts, then I have a huge amount of learning resources available for you um, if you join the premium podcast or the academy. So check those out. You can try the samples for both of those for free, get a, a feeling of what they're like. And then um, if it's if it's for you, if it's um, something that you feel like is is worthwhile for you and it will improve your studies, which I really do believe then, um, yeah, you can join in and get all of the amazing amount of resources that I have for every single episode. That's it from me. My name's Charlie Baxter. Hope you enjoyed the show. See you next time on the British English Podcast. <laughs>